What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Uh, healthy alive, you know, enjoying a nice cup of tea, kind of my morning ritual. I do enjoy a good tea, green tea or black, either one. You know, I picked up some good organic green tea today. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm going to give it a give it a whirl here in the next day or so. But man, it was awful expensive. It was like four bucks for 20 tea bags. Can you believe that? Wow. That is pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah it was expensive. So... I, I hope that um, in this case, I hope that um, I hope it's actually worth it. So anyway, um, all right. This morning, actually, you know what? This afternoon. So th- w- uh, this afternoon, I, I want to talk about something. I want to talk about Keith Olbermann. You know who that is, right? The, uh, the the guy that worked for MSNBC. He was an anchor there. Then he he left. He went to work for ESPN, and then now he's he's not back on TV. I don't think he's got like his own YouTube channel or something. That he's he's doing now. And I tell you what, man, the stuff that he said today or actually yesterday that I heard today, it is despicable. It is absolutely horrifying, the stuff that this guy said. And and I want to go over it today because, I mean, this is, like, if this is not hate speech, I don't know what you would define hate speech as. That That's what this guy is. And that's that's what this is. This is, if you if you caught Trump saying stuff like this, oh, man, the, the media would be all over this guy. Of course, they're all over him anyway. But, uh, yeah, I want to talk about him today. And I want to talk about uh, some election stuff. You know, we talked yesterday about how popular Biden was. And I, I don't think people are I don't think people are that excited. You know, I mean, we talked about yesterday how, yeah. how people are not excited. I don't think they're excited. There was a there was they kicked off the uh, the bus tour. Biden and Kamala both. They kicked off their uh, their campaign bus tour. Wait till you see how many people showed up to this event. I mean, it's it, it is just it's mind blowing how many people showed up to this event. So we'll be talking about that later on today. Anyway, this morning. Uh, I, I read something about uh, your old stomping grounds up there in Colorado. There is there's a town up there that is paying people a hundred dollars to visit there. A hundred dollars. It's called Glenwood Springs. You know where that is? I do. Yeah, it's in between. So where I lived, it's in between. Um, coming from Denver, going to where I lived, we we would have passed through there. I believe it's okay. on I seventy. Right. I mean, it looks. Um, it, it looks like it's a pretty uppity kind of place, you know, like a lot of money goes goes through there. I mean, that, that's what it looks like. Yeah, it's a it's a tourist area. It's like um, I believe it's at like 9000 feet. So it's up in the mountains. Um, I, I believe there's some hot springs and stuff up there uh, as well as other mm-hmm. attractions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, they're paying visitors one hundred dollars to visit the town for its hot springs. Right. As you as you just put there, hot springs. Never been to one of those. Always wanted to go to one. Oh, thought about going over to Iceland. Nice. Yeah. Thought about they're going nice. over to Iceland. They got a whole bunch over there. They're doing this until November 30th. So if you want to avoid the uh, the stampeding hordes into Walmart, which I never thought about this. What's Black Friday going to look like this year with all this covid stuff? Uh, it's it's going to be a covid super spreader. It's, it's so going to be, oh, yes, be noted. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to lock down Christmas because of because of what's going to happen with the three week, you know, the three week spread. We're, we're going to have to lock down Christmas. We can't do it. Uh, the towns, yeah, you can't. You can't do those those um, you know how churches do the um, harvest day festival or whatever uh-huh. instead of celebrating Halloween. Yeah, you can't do those, by the way. 
you, you can't do that. But it, it's safe to go trick or treating. Uh, that that's okay according to the CDC. Well, it's not advisable, but it, it's okay. But but it's not advisable. So okay, the town of uh, Glenwood Springs. I almost called it the town of Hot Springs. <laughs> the town of Glenwood <laughs> Springs for its hot springs. Uh, the town's tourism business announced in late August it would be extending the stimulus program. Which yeah okay. Uh, which began in the spring during the the uh, COVID pandemic through November 30th as an effort to boost fall tourism in the area. Which being up in the mountains like that, I mean that that is that is one nice looking place, man. A lot of nice scenery. Up it there. is. Yeah, it's beautiful um, up there. Following the reopening of Glenwood Springs, major attractions, the Glenwood Springs Tourism Promotion Board decided that this gift was the right move not only to support our local tourism dependent businesses, but also to reward our dedicated visitor base. So that is the director of tourism promotion for Visit Glenwood Springs in a statement. Uh, The first, listen to this, the first 1,000 visitors who qualify will receive $100. You're not getting cash, just so you know. In Glenwood Gold Community Currency, upon arrival in the town as part of an effort to boost fall tourism in the area. Okay, so Basically, what they've done, they've created a stimulus package, but they don't want to hand it out to businesses. So what they're going to do, they're going to load up gift cards that they've created for the town, and they're going to put that stimulus money that they've earmarked and allocated for the businesses, but they're going to give it to you to bring you there to spend more money. That's what they've done. So to qualify, visit. it's not as simple as just showing up there. Visitors must fill out an application, book a minimum two-night stay at one of the lodging locations on visitglenwood.com. Because, of course, if you're booking a two-night stay... $100, I mean, you're going to be spending more in, you know, souvenirs and food and other things you're going to do while you're there. And of course, yeah, you're, you're going to you're going to be spending a lot of money. So what's $100, right? But, you know, $100 might buy you a nice dinner for two people. Sure. Yeah. If you book a minimum of two nights stay at one of the lodging locations uh, on the website and book directly from one of the hotel websites listed on the site, then it's possible you can qualify. Visitors cannot book through third party websites like Expedia to receive their Glenwood Gold. Lodging includes the Rio Grande Bed and Breakfast. I'm actually interested in that one. I love I love Bed and Breakfast. The Hotel Colorado, the Hotel Denver, Roadway Inn at Glenwood Springs, the Hotel Glenwood Springs, Glenwood Hot Springs Resort. I kind of like the sound of that one a little bit better. Uh, the Frontier Lodge and the Cedar Lodge and more. Goodness, man, what's wrong with you people up there? You guys don't have any holiday inns? You don't have any Motel 6s up there? What's wrong with you? You got a Best Western up there, maybe? Something? You know, Super 8? Something like that. Budget Lodge? Any of that stuff? I'm sure they do, but I don't think the stimulus that they're doing locally in Glenwood would support those. Probably not. Those are national chains, by the way. Well, actually, international chains. Um, We are excited to welcome visitors back to Glenwood Springs for a second time this year and encourage autumn giveaways with these special gifts. Honestly, I I mean, it sounds like a nice place. I, I mean, I would go there without the $100 incentive, personally. I mean, that's just me. Okay, so let's jump over to Google. Bruce, you know who Google is? You know, I've, I've heard of them from time to time. You know, people talk about them. Yeah. Google. Listen to this. You know, I, I've always been yelling about these tech companies. Right? I mean, you listen to like our digital dark ages, man. I'm going crazy on these tech companies, how they need to be like broken up and, and seasonal. I mean, I get really, really bad on these tech companies because they are just th- these people don't give a damn about your privacy. They don't care about violating your constitutional rights. They, they don't care about any of that stuff. They just do whatever it is they're going to do. And they don't care. They sell your data. They, they scrape it. They, they do whatever it is. They'll sell it to the highest bidder. These people are scum, right? These companies are scum. But they're saying that U.S. regulators could force Google to sell Chrome. Okay, so Chrome is their web browser. All right. 
Now, now this is interesting because you say, well, wh- why Chrome? Okay, what what is what is the purpose of that? Well, let, let me put this into perspective. So let's say you go to Google.com or Google DE or Google FR or IT, wherever your prefix is for your for your country, right? Because every country is different. So or if you go to Google.co.uk, if you're in the UK. So if you go to these websites and you type in what you're looking for in Google on the website, well, then they can save that data every keystroke of it. Yes, I said keystroke of it. Even if you backspace it and remove it, they still save it. When your secure sock layer is logged into that IP, that's what's being tracked. So then they are able to tailor the search results based on what you put in, but all that data is then saved and everything's being tracked back from you. That is being taken when you go to their website. If you type it in on a Google, say an Android phone, in the little Google search bar, the little widget that they just so conveniently give you. No, you don't need to pull up a web browser for that. We put the search bar right here on the homepage for you to just easily just tap right there and just type in what you're looking for. And and yeah, they're tracking all that information too. They're logging all that information as well. So what Google found was that people were avoiding that once they started to learn about how Google was logging everything. Well, people were going around it. They were going to say, uh, Mozilla, you know, the Firefox browser, they were going to Opera, they were going to uh, Microsoft Edge, uh, some of these other, uh, you know, uh, Tor browsers, you know, for the dark web, th- these types of things. And or DuckDuckGo, and I, I think there's a couple others that I might have missed, but <laughs> almost said Netscape Navigator. <laughs> Man, that's Jeeves. Old. That is, hey, ask Jeeves, yeah. Uh, but what they found was that people were going to independent browsers and then using other search engines. And so when you do that, then Google can't track that. They can't gather any data. They can't gather any intel on what you're putting in. So they created Chrome as as a, a fix to that. So with Chrome, they created it specifically to be the fastest, easiest, most efficient, manageable, customizable browser that was on the market to undercut everyone else to make sure that they would get the traffic. So once you have a Chrome browser, which everybody I know, I think with the exception of myself, uses Chrome, everyone's like, oh, just get a Chrome extension. I'm like, fellas, I don't use Chrome. I, I, I don't use it. I don't use Google. You get a Chrome browser or a Chrome book in this case, uh, or an Android phone, you can't get away from it. Everything you then type into that web browser is logged, it's tracked, it's traced and controlled. You can't get away from it. That's the point of them creating Chrome. Now they're saying that U.S. regulators could step in here and they're considering an option where Alphabet Incorporated, which is Google, you know, that that's the amazing thing about this company. Google became so big, so fast that it actually to, to, to keep it off the radar of regulators at the time, which was, you know, it's been several years ago now, but of the time, you know, at the time, they actually had to create a parent company of themselves in order to manage it. They're saying that it could be forced to split part of its advertising business along with its web browser, Google Chrome. Uh, The company could be forced to sell these operations as an attempt to limit the tech titan's dominance in the digital advertising space. It's a step. It's a compromise on the part of Google, I think. If Google throws the regulators a bone, if they if they cough up something, which Google will come up with something else or they're already in the process of coming up with something else. Otherwise, this wouldn't even be out. I think they're looking for a way to to backfill this somehow. I don't know how yet, but if they're looking to sell off Chrome, and make a hefty profit in the process of it, but then introduce something else later down the line that's more intrusive when they grab more power, 
well, then it's in their best interest to sell off Chrome. So Google can play this game. At the same time, it will then carry some weight by the U.S. regulators or even the EU regulators, for that matter, because they've been you know, stepping in because the U.S. has failed on a lot of respects to, to regulate these companies. I think that Google could uh, gain some favors here. They could offer up something. The U.S. regulators would win some uh, some uh, trust in the uh, the public eye. For saying, oh yes, well we're we're going after them for uh, for this and this and this, uh, and they're going to have to dump Chrome because of it. Well, the company's not going to lose any money. They're not going to lose any revenue. They'll make it up somewhere else. Google's very innovative. They will come up with another way. I have full I have full faith and confidence in Google and Alphabet Incorporated in order to do that. If there's one thing that that company doesn't do. It's fail. I think that they will uh, they will come up with something else. So the U.S. Justice Department could file a separate antitrust lawsuit against Google sometime next week. The lawsuit would focus on the tech company's dominant position in online search, which how many people actually know things anymore? Someone asks you a question, what do you do? You Google it because no one knows anything anymore, largely, largely, which furthers its presence in the digital advertising business. These are indicators that regulators would force a sale of Google Chrome as a portion of Google's ad business. Yes, see, it's yeah, they're making it look like, oh, they're putting pressure on Google. Google's not going to cave on that. They'll offer it up voluntarily. They're not going to get pressured by U.S. regulators. If enforced, this could be the first court-approved sanction to split a U.S. tech company. I don't think it's going to do much of that. But um, yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, What's your take on that? As far as they're concerned, the U.S. regulators? No, they can take a flying leap. This is the bottom line issue for me when it comes to this kind of thing. I don't want the government involved, right? So I get it. Google is like the biggest company right now, probably in the world. The amount of uh, when you look at the Google servers compared to other servers, systems um, or companies or even governments, they dwarf everything. So I honestly don't know what this is going to do. As you said, they'll they'll innovate and create some other means uh, to to generate revenue. My I'm concerned with the goals that Google has. Um, of of basically social engineering the entire world to to create their version of uh, good um, is this gonna is this gonna increase their timetable because as it stands let, let's let's say we 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 pass this and and regulate the um, okay you have to sell chromium you've just done something that America has never done in history of America you've done a fascist move you've told a company you can no longer sell that product that you made um, that has made you billions of dollars because we say so because we're the government it's not a free market that's not free market anymore that that's not um so for me personally i would prefer the government gets out of the, gets out of the regulating business in fact why don't you open it up and allow these other companies to create a search engine that could compete with this now obviously you're going to have a really difficult time because google has what, 20, 30 years of expertise ahead of you. They have that much data stored up. So it's going to be really difficult for someone to come up and and an upstart try to compete. And as you've said before, when we've talked about these topics, usually these big tech companies like this, when there's an upstart that comes up that could potentially be um, competition to them, or they create something that's a little more innovative and, and slightly different than what they're doing, they buy them up. And a lot of times these companies sell out. Honestly, it's not going to do any good. It's not going to do anything. Um, they're going to sell it off. Now you you have questions of what is that company going to do with the Chromium 
the, the the base of it. Microsoft uses it now. Microsoft might buy it up because Microsoft's pretty big. Pretty much every web browser is based on some form of Chromium at this point or, or a rendition thereof. So I don't know. I honestly don't know how they're going to try to litigate this one. You know, that would be interesting. I mean, Microsoft touts their, uh, their Edge browser. I mean, I, I've used their Edge browser for... Uh well, for a good number of years now, and and to be honest with you, I I kind of like it. Um, it's 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 quick, it's snappy, it's it's clean. Uh, there's a lot of customizing in there. I don't like the video auto playing. I don't like that. That is a bit of a pain. But other than that, I really don't have any gripes over uh, over Edge. But as you said, it's it's kind of a it's a Chrome thing. But it's Chromium. Yeah, it, so it is. It's Chrome based. So Google's still getting that information from from the browser. Here's the other catch. Let's say they sell it. Let's say that they're, okay, uh, yeah, we'll give you Chromium. We're going to make something else, Platinum or whatever, whatever they want to call the next one. They, they could just gin up something else uh, and, and create another web browser. They'll sell it they off. Just create a different they'll, one. they'll yeah. create another one. All they have to do is change the name of it. It's theirs. They own it. Like literally they own Chrome. So they could just change the name of it, change a few things as code, you know, I mean, even if they did a rewrite, it, you know, Google still Google has be a habit. Yeah, Google has a habit of getting into certain avenues, and then when something doesn't work, they just pull the plug on it and it goes away. For example, a good a good example of that would be Google Plus. You know, they tried to do something that would yeah. rival Facebook, and it didn't work, so they pulled the plug on it. They've tried to do several instant messaging platforms, and it hasn't really worked. They tried to do the Hangout thing, and and it like these these systems are still there. First, it was it was G Chat, I think it was. I think that was the first one, and then it became Google Talk, and then Google Talk became Hangouts, but Google Talk is still there. It became like their own private phone service or something, and then like there, there's a couple of things. Now they have like Tello, and they have uh, Duo, and and all kinds of stuff. And it's like guys, pick one, right? Just 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 pick something and, and stick with it. But they've got all these different projects yeah, going on. This this is why we were never like we're on Google Podcasts and we do have some people that listen to us on Google Podcasts. As soon as I saw that they were launching a podcast platform, I'm like, oh, we got to be on that. Just like mm-hmm. Amazon with Audible. We're on Amazon Audible now. We were one of the first people in the door over there to get in on that platform. But here's the thing. I'm already getting notifications from Google telling me that their platform's changing for podcasts and we need to migrate all the stuff in order to stay listed. And I have to go through all these steps and it's like, well, okay, you're you're promoting a, a, a podcast platform, but like just you're either going to have one or you're not. Like I, I I I don't understand. So if you have one, great. But at the same time, when I tell people, oh yeah, we're on Google Podcast, they're like, what's that? And, and they have like Android phones. They don't advertise these things that they put out, so they don't mainline things. Google's too big to do that. People just look at it and they say, oh well, okay, I'll just I'll just get um, I'll just go to the uh, the Google website or I'll use the Google app. And then on there, they have all you click on apps in the top right corner and everything drops down that they have, like their calendar service, their uh, Chrome browser, their extensions, their this and that. So all these services are incorporated into their search engine itself in in your account settings. So you can actually go in there and then select the services and, and add-ons and plugins and stuff that you want. So this is why I think they don't do any advertising. That's my guess. Yeah. So the thing is, is they're just, they're more or less, they're testing the waters for these other programs, these other things. The big money maker is literally their advertising. That's where they make a good portion of their money or a large portion. So just, you know, playing around with these other things, maybe, maybe they are profitable and maybe they're not. They, you know, and you see them pull the plug on it. 
they have the money to do that though. That that's the thing is if if they are able to keep this cash cow and keep it going. I mean, if there's not an upstart that can compete with Google, then more or less they're going to continue on for quite a while. This they, Google could end up becoming the corporation. Uh, and and I'm I'm referencing the various dystopian worlds where they have one corporate entity that basically rules everything. Um well, they've their stated goal is essentially that they want to more or less be the company. But Nonetheless, I, I think the people that should be regulating that is not necessarily the government, but the people. So like if if the users are, how do I say this? As as the consumer, if you're disappointed or you don't like something that Google's doing, maybe take the time yourself and make something. I, I mean, that we, we still have a pseudo free market. Yeah, uh, we, we, we can uh, do that. <laughs> yes and no. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you do. And I, I mean, I was telling I you before pseudo, we, so yeah, pseudo. I, I did tell you before we started tonight, I said, you know, I, I wish like I'm one of these people. I wish we had like 50 or 60 different operating systems out there. You know, call me old fashioned, but I like the competition. Yeah. I, I want to be able to I want to be able to go to a platform like take BlackBerry, for example. OK, BlackBerry was well ahead of its time back in the day. But people went to BlackBerry because they had services that no one else would offer. That's why they went to Black. That's why I I went to BlackBerry. I went to BlackBerry years and years ago, you know, like 20 years ago, because they had services that no one else could offer. They had instant messaging services on all their devices. However, it was only to other BlackBerry users. And of course, with business and travel and stuff like that, email, right? This is before you get it. This long before smartphones. So you could get email on your uh, on your BlackBerry. You could get, uh, you know, all that would be pushed to you. Your um, instant messaging service that was encrypted uh, end to end. Uh, you could get certain they started applications so you could get like your inst- your normal instant messaging services on there, things like that. So it was the smartphone of its day and it was the only kind, but it cost money. It cost a lot of money. If you wanted a BlackBerry, not only did you have to pay for your regular service, you had to pay for BlackBerry services on top of that, which would have been the data services, which weren't offered anywhere else because you didn't have smartphones. Why would you need data? So right. Uh, if you wanted data services, then you had to pay an extra. I think I paid an extra thirty nine dollars for data services every month to be able to access the Internet and, uh, you know, access the um, uh, instant messaging services and things like that. All that was data cost. So you had a flat fee. And it was called the BlackBerry uh, BlackBerry Internet service. So you had a web browser and all that stuff. You couldn't get that. If you wanted to, if you wanted to browse the web, if you wanted to instant message people, if you wanted to uh, send emails at that time, you had to be sitting in front of a desk. And so BlackBerry offered a service to not just individuals that were willing to front the cost, but to, uh, you know, managers, executives, things like that, uh, in, you know, in order to do this. And so you had to pay that extra fee to go that way. And and I like that that idea that you have to jump to that service if if it's something that's unique that you want. I, I like that competition. So what did that do? That forced other companies such as Apple, such as Samsung, Sony, Motorola, all the rest of them uh, to, to turn around and create these devices that would rival that. And guess what? Apple put them out of business. And I think, as a matter of fact, I think Google now owns BlackBerry uh, Research in Motion. Uh, a lot of these things, you know, it, it just like that's the market working. It, it forces other companies to innovate. But when you only have one or two companies, that that kills innovation. 
Like it doesn't really create any kind of incentive for the consumer. I'm looking at it from the end consumer result here. So, you know, I, I want to see the competition. I want to see a company out there that develops another smartphone that's not Apple, that's not Google, that has a service that's unique that will pull people away. I, I want to see that. I, I want to and I want to see another company come along and rival that and, and, and two more companies come along and rival each other, plus the other ones that they've already taken on. That's innovation. I want to see that. I, I want to see that. Apple is saying now that they're going to have their biggest, most uh, illustrious iPhone reveal yet. I'm curious to see what that's going to be. I'm guessing since Samsung has done a foldable screen, I'm guessing Apple is, um, didn't we say they were working on like a roll-up screen or something? D- didn't we say they were or a flexible screen or, or something like that? Uh, yeah, no, the, a screen that would heal screen. itself. A screen that would heal itself. Yeah. 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 That's what well, the, the flexible screen has been around for, I want to say probably like five, 10 years, somewhere in that yeah, range. Because I remember seeing back in the day. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I remember back in 2008, I remember seeing a prototype at that time, a prototype. At Clemson University, uh, they were working on roll-up LCD TVs. Is what they were working on at yeah. that time. Yeah, yeah, and I because I remember seeing some prototypes and ideas that were playing with that kind of a thing. But uh, to your point about uh, wanting to see more innovation or more competition, at least you know, on on a on a uh, uh, free market system, part of the problem that we're having right now as well is not just. The fact that these companies are so big and they're so difficult to compete with, they can throw money around and basically throw you out of business because of, you know, the just shenanigans they can pull. Yeah, that's my problem with companies like WhatsApp. They were an up and coming company and everyone was jumping onto their services. And then Facebook said, hey, uh, you're getting pretty big here. You're overtaking our private messaging service. How's a billion dollars sound or whatever it is they paid for it? Done. Well, so... Buying out and selling out, that that's kind of part of the free market thing. You know, it's it's gonna happen. My my main concern personally is is about government. Free markets and and I mean corporations, they want to buy each other out and, and merge or what have you. Have fun. But my problem is is you have organizations like Google and Facebook and whatnot going into um, governments and saying, hey. Uh, you guys want to regulate us. How about we help you uh, formulate the the regulations and everything? You remember how net neutrality was such a big deal here recently and how, oh, they're going to – you know who wrote the net neutrality deal? Google. Yeah, it was the – Do you think – Yeah, the tech companies. Do you, yeah. Do you really think net neutrality was there to benefit you? No. It was there to benefit them. So my my issue with with these large corporations throwing money around is they're buying off governments. They're they're essentially and here in America they may not be legit like full on buying them out, but they fund pet projects that politicians like and they bring in business into their state or to their you know precinct or whatever. So they get them reelected so they can put that little badge on and say, hey, look, I brought Google in because you know, uh-huh. but. I, I want government out of it. Just get out of the way. Let the market do its thing. You know, I mean, as you were saying, we could have like 20 different operating systems for smartphones or whatnot, but government's in the way. The regulatory bodies are in the way that, that it's stifling business. And if we keep going down this road, uh, petroleum, we, we, we're seeing what California is wanting to do with petroleum and fracking and all that kind of stuff, right? They want to shut that down. Biden said he wants to shut that down. They're going to go after the tech companies and everything. That's going to not only stifle innovation, that's going to destroy American economy. Like it, it, it's, you can't 
regulate it like that. You you have to allow the free market to do its thing. Is so, are people going to get hurt doing that? Are people going to go, go broke, homeless, what have you? Yeah, yeah, they are. Are people going to go broke and hungry and whatnot because of the government's involvement? Yeah, yeah, they are. But I would prefer the people to have the freedom to choose and act on their own will and judgment than to have the regulatory body, the government, coming in. Because then when they have the power like that, then you have someone like um, Oberman, who we'll talk about later today, come in and start preaching that kind of rhetoric and get some kind of political power. And hello, Adolf Hitler. But anyway, I I digress. Well, I should hope so, because we're out of time this morning. So thank you for sitting down today, Bruce. We'll see you later on this afternoon. Thank you to all the listeners. For all these topics and more, please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great one.